0: So during Jesus' time, there were two schools of thought regarding divorce. You see, divorce was something that was actually allowed in the Jewish tradition. It comes from the book of Deuteronomy. And Moses allowed the husband to divorce his wife, quote, if he finds something objectionable about her. Now, as you probably understand and hearing, the word objectionable is very vague. And the meaning behind that is not clear. So throughout the centuries, many Jewish rabbis have tried to clarify what that means. And so there were two schools. The first school was from Rabbi Shammai. And he believed that a husband could divorce his wife if there was some serious indecency or some serious adultery. Or there was the school of Rabbi Hillel, who was kind of more lenient. And he said, well, a man could divorce his wife if, for example, um, she burnt the meal or if the food was too salty. So imagine the pressure, cooking the meatloaf. You're like, man, I can't burn it or make it salty. And this is the context in which Jesus is asked this question. Is it lawful to divorce one's wife for any reason? Jesus, are you the school of Shammai or Hillel? And Jesus, he doesn't side with either side. In fact, he goes back to the plan of God, the original plan. And he says that Moses allowed this to happen because of your hardness of heart, this divorce. But in the beginning, it was not so. This original plan, and where God has joined together, let no one separate. This is the foundation for us as Catholics of why we believe in the indissolubility of marriage, the permanence of marriage for life. But at the same time, you probably are wondering as well, well, how does that gel with annulments, right? Isn't annulment like a form of Catholic divorce? How do those two things fit together, this permanence of marriage, but also an annulment? Are we violating Jesus' teaching by allowing annulments? And so today I want to talk about annulments. But before we can understand that, we need to understand what marriage is. You see, like I mentioned before, there's a lot of confusion in our culture about the basics of marriage. Right? A couple of months ago I talked about how there was a woman, she married a French bridge. And actually recently I found that there was a Japanese man who married a hologram of an anime character. It would be, he said that when he proposed to her, she said, will you cherish me, and then he said, well, I knew that she was programmed to say that, but it still warmed my heart. In fact, in the same article, there were approximately a million people who have asked Alexa to marry you. If you don't know Alexa, Alexa is the Google version of Siri, who helps you turn on your alarm and all those different things. And so our, our culture is confused about what marriage is. Because what we have done is we've kind of reduced the definition of marriage to Love is love. And it's a nice sentiment, but what happens is that it essentially means that if I have a romantic attraction to someone or anything, I can get married to them, which includes bridges and holograms and all these other things. And so what the church is doing is she's received this blueprint of marriage from God. That's what we hear in the first reading, right? In the beginning, he made the male and female, and they become one flesh. And so the church defines marriage in its five essential qualities. A Marriage is a covenant between one man and one woman who form a partnership for life, for the good of the spouses and for the procreation of children, or at least the openness to life. And what happens is that it's not targeting a particular group in society. It's setting kind of the standard and definition of what a thing is. And so therefore, it will exclude many other things. For example, it will exclude uh, divorce, it will exclude adultery, polygamy, it will exclude marriages to bridges, holograms, Alexa, all these different things. And so the form of marriage, the definition of marriage is really important because that's what marriage is. And so form is really important in the church. The structure of a thing, particularly of the sacraments, is important. You know, you probably heard about the story about the priest several months ago, and he was watching his kind of old home videos of his baptism, and then the deacon, when he was baptizing him, said, we baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And he was horrified, because as a priest, he knew that in order to be validly baptized, to have an actual baptism, the priest or person has to use the words, I baptize him. And what was also horrifying to him was that if he wasn't baptized, the requirement for him to be a priest is baptism, which also meant that he also wasn't a priest. So all the masses, all the confessions, all the confirmations and anointing of the sick that he had done were invalid. That didn't happen. He did the actions, but it didn't carry the effect. And so it's a canon lawyer's nightmare. And so what they did was they had to baptize him. Not again, because he wasn't baptized in the first place. And they had to ordain him. And so in the same way as well, if there is something lacking in the form of marriage, then it can make a marriage potentially invalid. Of course, the church presumes that all marriages are valid until proven otherwise. And so basically there are three general categories in which a marriage, can be potentially invalid, and so there's basically the category. This kind of technical words, but I'll say there's a um, blockages prior to marriage, during the moment of consent, and then blockages in terms of the form of marriage, the way in which the marriage is to be uh, celebrated. And so the blockages prior to marriage are things that prevent someone from even beginning to get married in the first place. So, for example, if you were previously married, right? You aren't able to get married to another person because you're already married, right? Or, for example, for me as a priest or a nun, they aren't able to get married as well because they made promises, right? Unless they've received a dispensation or of a different right. And so those are the general kind of conditions which kind of prevent someone from being married prior, right? There are things that can happen during Kind of the moment of consent, which prevents someone also from validly entering into a marriage. For example, if you deceive someone that you aren't who you really are, and then when they say, I do, they can't really say, I do, to who you are, because they don't know the fullness of who you are, at least the grave things. So for the example the one I use, the example I use is, imagine, because I've been watching Spider-Man to prepare for the new Spider-Man in December, so I've been watching all the old Spider-Man's. And so the question, the canon Law question is: what if Mary Jane, the red-headed girl, married Peter Parker, but she didn't know that Peter Parker was Spider-Man? Would that be a valid marriage? And according to Canon Law, it wouldn't be because Spider-Man is withholding something very important about himself from Mary Jane. Although for a good reason, right? It wouldn't be a valid marriage because she wasn't saying, I do, to the totality of his person, right? Or in other cases as well, sometimes if people are really immature, right, sometimes that prevents them from validly contracting marriage. And finally, the third one is in terms of form. This pertains particularly to Roman Catholics. As Catholics, we are obliged, it's one of our responsibilities as Catholics, to be married in front of a bishop, a priest, a deacon, or a delegated layperson, and it's also important as well that Catholics need to be married in front of two witnesses, not just one, but two. And not only that, Catholics are required to be married in the Catholic Church, unless also as well you can receive a dispensation to be married in a Protestant church. For example, say uh, there was a man who's married to a girl, and he, he was Catholic, but she was Protestant. But her dad, for example, was a pastor. You know, they could get permission from the bishop. To get married in the Protestant church. Valid. And the church also recognizes that there are, she recognizes natural marriages, right? So if two Buddhists got married in the temple, right, they're following according to their own form, which is fine. Or if two atheists got married, right, uh, in the mountain, on the farm, right, those would be considered valid marriages as well. But Catholics, many Catholics don't know the requirement that we're bound to be married in the church, And what can happen is that they are civilly married, but not married in the eyes of God. And I want to be really sensitive about this because I've dealt with many situations where maybe people have tried and they were prevented for particular circumstances. Or many people have gotten married outside the church, but weren't aware that they were supposed to be married in the church. And so if that is your situation, I invite you to talk to Father Vincent or myself and we can do what's called a blessing of the marriage, again, to kind of complete what was already been done. But there are other cases as well, maybe people that you know, family, siblings, where they've kind of strayed away from the faith, and they're not even thinking about getting married in the church. It's the last thing on their mind. And what I do is I invite parents to to continue to love your children or, or your family members, to be in relationship with them, and eventually to help them trust in the church. Eventually that moment when they trust the church, then they'll be open to being married in the church. And so what is an annulment then? An annulment is not Catholic divorce, right? because we don't believe in that, right? And it's not taking a valid marriage and making it invalid, because if it's valid, what God has joined together, let no one separate. The better word for an annulment is something that's called a declaration of nullity. Right? The declaration of nullity is a process in which the church investigates into a marriage to see whether there are any blockages prior to the marriage, during the moment of consent, or whether there were differences in form, right? That need to be rectified. Right? And so, for example, imagine that if, if me follow Troy as a priest, if I, for example, concealed my identity. And then I moved to New Zealand and I married Susie. And then we had this wedding, right? Did it look like a wedding? Yes. But did an actual wedding take place? No, right? Because first there was the prior blockage, right? Because I'm a priest, right? Also, I concealed my identity. So she didn't even know who I was truly. And also we got married on the beach. So as Catholic, I'm bound to be married in the church. And so that's what it is. The, is this, the declaration of nullity is this process to investigate whether there was any blockages to contracting a valid marriage. And many people enter into that because they want to maybe marry another potential spouse. And so I know this is a difficult topic, and maybe the reason I talk about it is because many people say, Father, I didn't know. Because maybe people haven't heard about it. And so In a way, I want to uh, talk to people, let you guys know about this. And the goal of the church is not to do declarations of nullity. We don't want to do declarations of nullity, But the process is there for people. But what we really want to do is encourage people to have these healthy, happy, grace-filled marriages, which is so critical for our society. Our world today needs healthy families. And it begins with a healthy marriage, a happy marriage. And then it moves forward to a happy family. And if you have a happy family and a healthy family, you have healthy societies. Most importantly, as Catholics, if we have these beautiful marriages, these strong marriages, it witnesses to the love of God in our world. And not only that, it reminds each and every one of us of the goal to which we are all called, the marriage banquet of heaven between Christ and his church, to which we are all invited.